0: System, you the heat. <laughs> oh, if you can't handle the heat.
1: We're not joined just just by the three amigos. Well, first off, how you doing? It's your boy G Swiz. Jokesy, how we doing? Doing great. Micah, how we doing? What's up, what's up? Doing good. Glad to hear it. Like I said, it's not just the three amigos here today. We're joined by Jake, sorry mom, McFucking Slugs.
2: Jake, how are we doing, brother? <laughs> yeah. There's Jake only one way Spanky. to say that name
0: correctly, and that's exactly <laughs> it.
2: Jakey <Yeah>. McSpanky. Well? Gonna,
1: yeah. hey, you, didn't, you didn't even say you're doing good. Dude, I'm crackalacking right now, man. That's right dear. For those of you who don't know, he's... Are you in your frat
0: house? Yeah, I
1: yeah.
2: am. Bro, I heard that you're... F- that your frat bros give you jakey spankies, somebody, mm-hmm. somebody was telling me. Is that true?
3: Oh, yeah. I, I'm sure, I'm sure. Shout Dude, out somebody, out I heard that from, from somebody. Tyler Vaughn gives me jakey spankies. <laughs> jakey, say do, that. You miss,
1: do you miss when I gave you your spankies? Do you miss that?
3: All the time, every day. It's I just not the that. same. I wake my up in the morning, and I look over my bed, and I'm like, damn, if only Gage was there just giving me some spankies.
1: <laughs> well, on the subject of spankies, we just want to give a fat shout out to our sponsor, Manscaped, here. It's holiday season and you don't know what to get. It's a gift for a stocking stuffer? Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below the waist grooming, and they have served over four million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's a big almost number. Mm, eight million balls. <laughs> Get 20% off, plus free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com with the code. Hit him with the code, Jokesy.
2: Volleyballs, all capital.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. All capital, plural. Volleyballs is going to pop up right about now. 8 million balls. If you want your balls to be included in those, head over to Manscaped. And use if you
0: want to be balls. a statistic, <laughs> we have the place for you. Exactly
1: exactly <laughs> guys boys it's the time for holidays it, let's be honest here it's the time for, to perform use the promo code <laughs> volleyball twenty percent off free worldwide shipping to get manscaped hey Jake are you manscaped? actually I'm just kidding here we're gonna go right into our guest here Mac May from UCLA
0: hey is Jake, Jake staying is on? Brother. dang it Jake you wanna hop on? you wanna stay on? Jake stay on alright I'll stay on yeah yeah let's do it let's
3: do it <laughs> let's go boys
1: alright Mac May We're now joined here by UCLA standout, All-American, and this year, Pac-12 Player of the Year, Mac May. Thank you so much for joining us, Mac.
4: So good to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Ah, Thank you, thank you. Well, first things first, uh, you guys just got announced in the tournament, the 13th seed. Uh, You guys pretty pumped about that pretty seed, or do you feel like you could have gotten a little higher, or where are you guys feeling right about now?
4: Oh, no. So grateful for the seed. Um, Really happy with it and excited to see where it takes us.
1: Okay. Is this the highest you guys ranked, or, or no, or going into the tournament?
4: I have no idea. It's
1: it doesn't matter. Just matter <laughs> where you end. I like I like that mentality. Uh, we're gonna get into it here. This is the question that's been on our minds and we've been discussing for a while here. So every, ever since the, the, the NIL got announced and every no no NIL, what's it, what's the uh, what's the correct NIL okay, you were approached by Mercedes. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Correct. And you, well, first of all, we won't want to disclose anything you don't want to talk about, but we want to hear how this, how this NIL with Mercedes happened. And now you're driving around in a new Mercedes whip and just basically can you tell us the backstory
4: of that? Okay. So first of all, I unfortunately did not get a Mercedes. What? I saw a picture of of you in a Mercedes or with a Mercedes. (laughs) I got to drive it around for a day, which was super cool and super fun in LA, like whipping it around. That was so fun. But, um, actually just kind of like funny story. My brother who was a bouncer at a bar in Madison, Wisconsin, his manager reached out to me and works with some NIL company called Dreamfield and was like, Hey, we have this cool, like this cool deal that with, a luxury car company. And I'm like, uh, like I don't really know. I w- I'm i not really into the NIL stuff, to be honest. It just is like kind of a lot of extra work. And like, you got to really be on top of a, a bunch of different things when right. I got some other stuff going on. So I, I was kind of like, not really into it at first. And then I asked, I was like, I could, yeah, let me hear some more details. And he's like, well, it's with Mercedes. I was like, you know what, yeah, I'll take that one. So it was a That's- pretty cool, co- it was a pretty cool opportunity, I'll be honest.
1: Okay, so since you – well, ever since – so you said at that moment you weren't really in NIL stuff. Are you kind of cashing into it more now, or is it kind of a thing where you're still just kind of just focusing on season?
4: Um, Still kind of just, like, focusing on season. There's been a few other things that I've uh, participated in, I guess. But just, like, right now, anything that requires, like, me to really be involved in it, I'm like, no thanks. I I don't really want to do it, so –
0: I've been kind of just like, that's probably the out way of that, the that's way kind that, of that smart. most of us would have done it too.
4: Yeah. I mean, I feel
0: like
2: coach, uh, I gotta go film that. I gotta go film a commercial. <laughs> I gotta film a today. TikTok coach. We
0: can't watch <laughs> yeah, and a
4: lot of, a lot of the NIL stuff is like post a, a, a picture on your Instagram, on your story, a TikTok and on Twitter. And I'm like, i I don't even go on all those things like that often that like it just like seems like another chore on top of everything else that like a student athlete has to do so i mean it's a cool opportunity obviously for so many people but just um it's nice that you can have the option to not do it as well
1: right so you've been i mean i imagine you've been approached by a lot of different companies has it been kind of overwhelming or is there there any then like anything funny that anyone's been like hey you should try can you like or just try and reach out to you or anything like that or no
4: yeah there's definitely some like really interesting ones that reach out on instagram or like somehow get my email i think that's maybe tied to my instagram i have no idea how some (laughs) people reach out but i just am like i kind of ignore a lot of people just because i'm like sorry but i'm not gonna respond to every single person so um But they're just like, some are just so random. One, I got one today. It was like uh, a smart water bottle that tracks your fluids and how much you're drinking throughout the day. And I'm like, that's kind of cool,
0: but. That's kind of sick.
4: It kind of was cool, but I'm like, uh, I'm leaving in like two minutes. So I'm not going to get involved.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's that's true. Wait, so so what's next? I mean, overseas or?
4: Yeah, um, that's the plan. After this season, I'll be done with everything. School, I'm in a grad program right now. So like that's going to be all finished within this next week. <clears throat> and um, once season's over, just kind of figure out where I'm going, pack it up and head overseas.
1: Wait, Dang. so was this, so this your final, so did you take an extra year or was this your final year, no matter what?
4: I took an extra year, but oh. it ended up just being a half year, like one quarter because I was already on track to graduate in three and a half years, because I was kind of planning this whole um, process last year, having my final season, leaving after um, like in January, going for the second half of the pro season. And oh, then, you so,
0: mean you're going like, the? oh wow, I did not catch that. You're finishing this quarter.
4: Yeah, I'm finishing and then you're like, like going in going overseas, packing up, going in January.
0: That is sick. Yeah. yeah. Damn, are you excited?
4: I'm really excited. Um, so, Yeah.
0: <laughs> really quick. How do you like, cause it's such a quick turnaround and like, even for us, our first year overseas, it's hard. How do you work with like an agent and all that kind of stuff and like, make sure that you have something that you're going to, or is it all going to happen after you're done?
4: Um. So I've just been connecting with some people um, legally, of course, like nothing right. has been signed at all, of course, but um, just like, figuring out, like, kind of connecting with players that are already over there, um, connecting with coaches and teams and kind of, like, getting some options on the table so that when I do finish, I can, like, sign it all, get it all done, and, like, Got it. start planning, like, the next chapter of my life, which is happening so ridiculously fast. But, um, yeah, so I just – I know that I want to go play with another American athlete because I think that would just be – a good like comfort like for me like who has hasn't ever been over there to go play for longer than like two weeks i think that would just be really helpful especially in such a short half of the season so um i've just been kind of connecting to americans that are over there and asking what the team dynamic is like practices stuff like that
0: where would be your dream country Mm -hmm. or do you not are you not like that
4: um, if you could choose I, where you want
0: to where do you want to go? Yeah. I mean
4: life. I I'm super excited just to like go play everywhere like Champions League it sounds so cool to me because I just want to go travel and like see everything but um like to play in the Italian League like would be so sick cuz that is like the best league. I, I've heard obviously like Right
0: right right much, right right.
4: I've heard that and um like, that sounds awesome. I mean, Germany, Turkey, like all those places sound so sick to go playing.
0: That is so exciting. Holy cow, yeah. I didn't know it was coming so fast. Very quick,
2: but yeah. Yeah, it's super sense. fast. I mean, it's so crazy fast. So Joe, what were you saying? Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, I, I wanted to ask really quickly about just like the start from you for UCLA. Cause it's always interesting um, for the top players. Like there's some athletes who say like, if I get an offer to this school, I'm going. But for like the top athletes who have a lot of options like why did they pick the school that they went to um opposed to like other schools that for and i I just wanted to ask the reasoning behind why you ended up at ucla
4: um so i'm originally from iowa i when i was growing up and like starting to enter the recruiting process i was like kind of a homesick kid so i was looking at Schools all around in the Midwest, like Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota, like those kind of schools, like was really adamant on staying close to home. And then I started to get into beach volleyball slightly in Iowa because I don't know how much you can get into beach volleyball while you live in Iowa. <laughs> I like, I came out one summer and like practiced with the USA, like um, A1 teams and stuff like that, you know. And I was like, okay, like I really like California, like the beach volleyball, like isn't too bad. Like I was horrible at it, but it was like fun. And and then I was just like talking to my parents and my mom's like, well, do you feel like we need to visit those schools before you make a decision? And I'm like, honestly, yeah, like I think so. And so we like lined up a trip to come out and visit five schools. We started with UCLA, went to USC the same day, Pepperdine. Cal and then Stanford and just worked our way up the coast. And I remember like coming to UCLA and immediately being just like in awe of the entire campus. And my mom made sure that I was, wasn't like getting my hopes up. She's like, that's the first campus you've seen in California. Like, don't think it's gonna be like the most amazing one. And then still after the trip, I, I thought it was the most amazing one. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm gonna go to UCLA. It was just kind of like a process of elimination um and then when it all came down to ucla i'm like that it just like it, it was like perfect it was like handed to me on a platter so i just couldn't resist it was awesome
3: and you played beach there too as well right
4: yeah i played beach my first like two and a half years my third year at COVID cut it off
3: where are you were you like planning on was that like a deciding factor to go to ucla as well or was that just like an added on kind of thing
4: Um, a little bit of both. It was kind of like an added on bonus that I wasn't expecting because I'd played indoor my whole life, but coming to UCLA, I knew that I would be able to compete at a high level in both beach volleyball and indoor where that's not necessarily the case for a lot of like colleges. So, um, that was like just really exciting to know that I could potentially win a national championship for both sides of the sport. And that like immediately. Came hey,
0: to it's life. still on the table.
4: Yeah. It completely it's came still to life, on the right, table right there. Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, we got it done at beach. And so it'd be so sick to like contend for a national championship this year in indoor. And that would be so cool if all the stars aligned and yeah.
0: You, you know, so game. sick, that would be insane. <laughs> so would you be the first player to be able to do that? That's a good point. Do you know? I mean, obviously, USC has won national championships since Beach. UCLA Mm -hmm. has won a couple. Do you know who else has won a Beach one? Just because that's the easiest way to go about it. USC, UCLA. Beach
4: is just USC. Did Florida State
0: or somebody on the East Coast win one
4: ever? I'll
3: look it up.
0: Because, is, because, like, because if that's the case, all, I then, then I
4: should really know that. But I don't then, know.
0: then I'm pretty sure this would be the first chance because USC hasn't won. Yeah, indoor for sure.
3: No, it's just been UCLA and USC a lot since 2016. I don't know when they started.
0: Wow, I think 2016 oh, yeah. was like the first year. just. Wow, year. so you, USC and UCLA are the only teams that ever went a piece. Yeah, I mean it's been North five years, but
4: yeah, it makes sense. But also I was talking to some men's players and their team is going to be really good this year as well. I've heard. And so I was thinking how sick would it be if women's indoor men's and beach all won national championships in the same year.
0: Beach is going to be good again. Right?
4: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That That would would be. be But like, imagine all three win a natty. I don't
1: know. Hawaii, you know, might go back to back. (laughs)
4: You know what I'm saying, it's a no, actually, obviously, but like, but it would be so cool if a if a school did that.
0: That would be insane.
4: It would be as, so cool.
1: As much as I don't want to see balls. that, I would, <laughs> it, I would, I would not. I would te- you would get a, a cap nod for me? As much right. as you know, I am a Hawaii fan and whatnot. So did part of so part of the reason? Were you just tired of the snow of just like leaving? Just like uh, I mean, I mean. You guys are hosting, right? Because you guys are 13, so you guys are hosting. So you don't have to go back but every time. So for me, this is my first time living in the snow in Bulgaria here. And I absolutely okay. love it. Like I'm like one of those idiots that just like, runs around in a coat and smile on my face, and everyone's miserable. And I'm just like, this is the first time I've worn this coat or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, that had to be a factor in your choice.
4: Um, the weather has been a huge upside of going to college here, and now I'm a total wimp. Like I've been here for yeah. five years, and it drops below fifty, and I'm like shivering.
0: No, that cold is different though, because <laughs> now I'm now I'm living in the cold, and like UCLA cold is still cold. People don't understand. Even yeah. even Kofi from Bro, the Bay Area, T- Kofi from Toronto is like, dude, like. It's just a different cold. Like, I don't know why, but I'm cold here too. And I'm from like Toronto where it's like yeah. snowing it's, like it's crazy. Weird.
4: In the it's morning, weird. In the mornings, it's freezing. It gets and I so a moped.
0: cold. The moped is the Mercedes
4: coldest.
0: No, do you really or no? I'm, I'm totally <laughs> joking. Slap that no, sticker on there, baby. Yeah, you got to put drove, a sticker on I it. drive
4: a moped though. And in the mornings, like I got to put on gloves and like a winter coat. It is so cold. You so can't
0: do the, the no gloves on the moped was brutal. <laughs> Feel like, had your sleeves
4: wrapped oh, all the way so around. Oh, so bad, yeah. Oh, so, but the moped was so
1: clutch. It's so clutch. moped is the best because on the island that's where we we all. Well, obviously I didn't have to ever wear gloves or a coat, but moped is the way to go if you're if you're uh, an athlete. I want one here, but I guess it's not as popular here. But so yeah. so so Micah obviously being from Hawaii and then going to UCLA, he had a lot of what he would call culture shocks from when he when he went from Hawaii to UCLA. He said, and I quote, right, Micah, you said it, you had a more than from when you went from or UCLA to uh, France. France, yeah. So is there something from the Midwest, and then you go and bam, into the, the shining bright lights of LA? Is there something that hits you that maybe wasn't the best, that was the best, or just huge culture shocks? So we're was like, what the heck is going on?
4: Um, Definitely just different style of living, like very much moving from slow life to fast life. Um, a lot of people, bigger population. Traffic was huge. Like in Iowa, traffic <laughs> is three cars in front of you at the like, like, dude, Traffic is nuts today. And there's like three cars in front of you. In LA, I didn't realize you could seriously be sitting on a freeway for hours and hours and hours. And so that like sucked when I, if you're like coming back from the airport from an away trip and you're like, we're stuck in traffic and there's nothing we can do about it. Like it just sucks.
0: That is a crazy realization.
4: Yeah. That was a huge one. Um, it feels like so long ago now that I lived in Iowa too, but truly just like the amount of people, um, kind of the geography of everything. I think like in, in Iowa, it's like, here's a city cornfields here's another city cornfields here's another city so like everything is very spaced and spread out and then here you can go from city to city and not even know that you are in a new city so that that was a kind of i had to figure that one out and it yeah Yeah. who was
2: who's the most famous person you've met on campus at ucla i always see like ucla athletes posting with basketball players or who's the most famous that you've met
4: yeah i like draymond green was in the gym one time like there's always some kind of random nba players in sac gym um just like practicing in there like tristan thompson was in there one time um james harden so like those guys you're always like oh that's like you're like holy cow my roommate one time like birded past uh steph curry and she like, whipped around and was like What's that? i should have said something Whip. um it, so just, that, that was shit. cool. Was yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Steph just broken leg? <laughs> oh, so yeah. I mean, I can't even think of anyone else besides like athletes. I saw Serena Williams one time at the, in the tennis courts. That was pretty cool. That's sick. Yeah, Russell that, Westbrook. Just kind of like people you would expect. Um, <clears throat> I can't think of like any other Not
1: LeBron player. James. Not LeBron James at all or no?
4: Uh, I wish. I'm sure he has plenty of jim's work
0: that's with very true that we i saw lebron you did yeah i saw him he was, he, was he, was was in, in, he was in wooden with dwayne really? Wade. yeah
2: how close is the men's and women's team at ucla are you guys pretty like do you guys hang out often or what's the relationship um, between yeah. you guys
4: i would say we're pretty close i mean uh like always friendly they come in right after us when we practice and so you're like hey what's up like good to see you good to see you and then I mean, kind of because of COVID, like you didn't really hang out with anyone. Um, but yeah, I would say we're pretty close. Who do you think Especially, is the coolest? Like, kind of, like friendly with everyone, so.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, that like, guy. I, I don't know him that well, but we he, actually he, should uh, have the, him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. state totally
0: of Yeah, I, I, Yeah, I've Stoping only spoken to him a few off
2: times. The charts. <laughs> But who do you do you have much interaction with Spraw?
4: um yeah, I see him around sometimes. I actually interviewed him like one time for my grad program, which is like based on coaching and leadership, and so I interviewed him, and he was really cool to talk to, and ever since I like well I always say hi to him because I'm like this guy's like he's not my coach, so he's not as scary as like i like he I, he like he seems so um every time I see him, I, I say, what's up?" but yeah. I started to just kind of do that to all coaches, because if they're not your coach, they're way less scary. True, <laughs> and even I don't think my coaches are that scary either, but uh, <laughs> I've been hanging out in like the athletic uh, Morgan Center, and I'd like go up to the third floor and like hang out with administration because they're just like funny people.
2: <laughs> when when That's Brad fifth Keller year, right there? Oh yeah. Seriously. when Brad Keller left you guys, were you guys like pissed that he went to USC? Or is that not that big of a Did you guys issue? like him? That's the real question. Oh, that's um, a good question too.
4: Yeah. First of all, loved Brad. Uh, okay. Incredible coach, incredible human. When he went to USC, it was more so bittersweet where we hated to see that he was leaving, but like so happy for the opportunity to like go be a head coach. Like he was meant to be a head coach. So seeing that and being like, like I understood, but I hated to see it like he totally understood that we understood that and it was like like it still sucks but it's really nice to have him still in california like imagine if he went all the way up to washington and you just never saw him again so like you still kind of see him around and we always like usc and ucla always fly to the same uh terminals to away games so you say what's up hang out until the flight takes off stuff like that
3: what about sabrina going to usc though oh that's true bad blood (laughs)
4: <laughs> um same old kind of like she went for her grad program like hated to see her go but it was kind of crazy that both her and Sam Coburn went over there I'm like oh dirty dogs but um it's just good to see like the opportunity for them to go play in, in at USC and with their grad programs and stuff like that's cool and again same thing like they're still in LA you see them around stuff like that and Sabrina's like the sweetest person in the world I don't think you could ever be
0: upset at her. Sabrina's a homie, for sure. Like, yeah,
1: so, how much do you hate her now? <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's what that was, that's what I was Dude. laughing at. Gage,
0: you're like, oh yeah, bad blood. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 talk about, about that. this.
2: Dude, that's the thing about, like, volleyball, though, is when you ask, at- Say, like a football team, like you ask them about their rivals, like they hate, like you saw what was happening with Michigan, Ohio State this week, like they were ready to just fight in the tunnel, like they were ready to go at it. Like, we're the in volleyball, team, like the rivals, rival Mac rivals Mac in Mac. volleyball is not the same thing. It's like if somebody goes from UCLA to USC,
0: but like, I think that's where true. that's what that's what's so fun about overseas volleyball. Yeah, guys, that's true. You, you get the that chippiness back 100%. These guys <laughs> oh are no,
1: wild. no, the good thing is, everyone on my team. Hates my setter on my team, so everyone hates my team. So it's rival every weekend. It's great. But, Mac, back to the rivalry. Sorry for another time. Back to the rivalry here. Do you feel a deep, passionate, just fire-blazing hatred towards USC, or is it just kind of casual?
4: No, no.
0: I don't, I, I don't like
4: to be an angry person. I don't think it suits me very well, Um, Honestly. Honestly, like, I kind of shifted my whole mindset, like, these last couple years to be just like, like, I don't, I don't ever, like, get angry at other players. I don't ever get angry at coaches or the refs, like, because nobody likes to be, like, yelled at, to be honest. So if you're, like, working with referees, I just be as nice as I possibly can because they're more likely to listen to you and, like, work with you that way. And then also just like to stay cool headed, I think helps my game more. Um, but yeah, I think like even even when I was younger, like I used to be a little bit hot headed, but now when I look at the other side, like especially in service even when I'm like getting a little nervous, I'll look at that player and be like, we are the same exact person. You just go to practice in class and now we're in a volleyball game and you're serving at me. Like you are just as nervous as I am or whatnot you know so i've started to kind of um just be like grateful for the competition instead of like hate them and i think that has helped me so try it out sometime (laughs) if you haven't i could
3: love you
1: that's true what about uh-huh. fans what is your do you do you treat the fans with respect and love too <laughs> <laughs> Or are you them after games wait after you oh and- no no
4: no <laughs> um, i don't i don't like to look at the crowd or listen to the crowd same, i like same. i don't interact with them whatsoever i don't even know who comes to our games like people will be like oh is <laughs> so and so and i'm like no no
1: i didn't you're telling me but there's never been a you, don't say, you don't have to say you don't have to say a name been, like mad at someone
4: Well, yeah, no, 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 definitely fires you They're yelling something right behind me while I'm serving, like I'm going to hear it, but like to interact with like that, that's all they're trying to do is to get you to interact with them. And so um, I also learned at a very young age to not listen to the crowd because my mom is a very loud spectator and so is my (laughs) sister. And so I had so much practice um, just to kind of like block out what's out there. And then, yeah. So when like fans are like yelling and stuff, I just like, truly don't listen to them and sometimes like something will catch my ear like we were at Long Beach State earlier this year and the men's team was nasty to us oh yeah but it was Those just guys are I, usually I just, super like, classy like, okay
0: what Long- it's weird because Long Beach State guys usually super yeah, classy bad. <laughs> I actually do really appreciate the Long Beach guys Wait. as you know we're good friends with them but there is a there is a the word on the street uh, what that what's, that, like, what's the worst
1: liquid courage before the match? Yeah, <laughs> Charge, what's sorry, like
2: James. the worst thing that you've that you've heard been said or been oh, told yeah. like trash talk in a match? I'm always interested to hear like because there's some women's players who I've heard like I've had some stuff said to that, but then there's others like oh we don't say anything. But I'm like there has to be something said at some time.
4: Um, I'm trying to think. My freshman year, I distinctly remember. I can't remember where it was but somebody called me malnourished and i was a pretty skinny freshman so i'm like okay
0: you weren't that <laughs> skinny. I
4: i'm like feeding myself but okay um that one was just kind of funny because it was like right before you're serving and they're like you look malnourished and i'm like
0: <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty witty though i haven't i've never heard that
4: that one was funny um when my freshman year, when I played three rotations, because I was the I was in oppo, I remember at Arizona, the band was, like, really rowdy and, like, yelling at us. And I was kind of, like, leaning on the – what are those called? The, like, that – like, the little stoppers, and there's desks. You know what I'm right, talking
1: about? Right, right in there, yeah, yeah,
4: Okay, and they got, like, the advertisements on them.
0: Right. And oh, I was leaning okay. on it,
4: and they were yelling at me to stop leaning on it, and so I, like, hopped up and sat on it. And they just Ooh, went that's savage that was really funny. I just thought it was funny. But yeah, in a game, ah we didn't play actually, like I feel like a lot of this season hasn't been super crazy. I think people are out of practice after COVID.
1: So you're you're telling me there's never been a point in the last four years or the three and a half, three and a half years. That you, have cho- that you looked across the net. And someone said something, someone did something across the net where you're just like absolutely pissed. It rises your level of play. Like I said, it doesn't mean you get mad at your teammates and start chirping your teammates. It just means you have a small, deep hatred for that person across <laughs> the net that fires your will to win.
4: I mean, yeah. Like, so, you you so you do get mad. So you do get mad. Bad play. Like I got, I got nailed in the face when we played Arizona this last like week ago. And um, like obviously I played a little bit harder after that. Okay. You know. But
1: there's but there's never been like a girl across the net who's done something in the last three and a half years, said something oh. where you're like, okay, it's on. Fire it up.
4: No, I can't I can distinctly recall. I've been trying I've been guys I've been really practicing. Good for this, you.
1: Like,
4: this mellow, cool headedness. It's working. Yeah, LA out
1: vibes. Well. So you talked about you so you talked about when you were younger you were like I said, you could be hot-headed a little. And so I'm guessing, and you don't have to be, you don't have to be, like, like we know you're obviously who you are, really a talented player. You don't have to be too modest about things, but you obviously had a spotlight on you from a young age since you were a solid player from a young age. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Right. Um, so I remember when I was younger, like I always had a lot of pressure on me for my dad and I was one of the more skilled players. And I would be hot headed as well. And I thought, for me, it was like the pressure and be like, oh, I didn't know how to control my, like, my, my, uh, I guess say my anger. Like, I remember I just started yelling at my team. I was like 13. I was like, everyone was twice as tall as me. I remember I turned to my team. One guy almost played a free ball that was out. It was a big game. I just go to him, like, do you want to lose? And I just, like, what are you doing? And just, like, good stuff like that. So I'm just curious, what made you become hot headed when you were younger? Was it the pressure? Was it not being able to control your emotions or what was it?
4: Uh, I think it was like emotional processing. Uh, My mom was always like my biggest like pusher um, for me. And so I kind of like learned to take volleyball very seriously from a young age because growing up in Iowa, club teams aren't like as, um, like there's not a club you never sit, you know? Yeah. And so you have to, go like I had to drive an hour and a half to and from club practice from eighth grade to my senior year and so it was like my mom would drive me because I'm in eighth grade and sit there watch practice then drive me back so that's like like what five six hours out of her day and so as soon as I would have like like very early on I remember I was like messing around in practice because I kind of always mess around in practice but um I was like very much messing around and she got really mad at me and we had a very long talk on the way home and so started taking volleyball seriously and so then eventually i would start getting mad when i felt my teammates weren't taking things seriously like in games and so then i would just get like really mad and when i get mad i kind of like like usually i'm like kind of a smiley happy person i feel like and like when i'm mad it's like kind of blank and so um That was just kind of something I needed to figure out, especially that's why now I'm I feel like I do a better job at controlling my anger because the blank face like does not benefit my teammates at all. And so like I kind of need to be like with it for them to also be with it. Um, Yeah. So I think it was just the emotional processing, like not being able to like get out of ruts or be a little bit more understanding to teammates, be a little bit more encouraging kind of stuff like that
1: okay what Mm. changed your mom you said
4: uh yeah i mean my mom has always been like a like a healthy like dose of um like pushing my like continuously pushing and making me better but i think just like growing up maturing going to college especially this year like with my going back to my grad program again um learned a lot about like leadership and how to be like effectively because of it like Like communication um yeah kind of all those good things and so that definitely helped me kind of transform into like the the way that i not the way that i play but the the like not the technical side of things but the leading side of things
0: it's super interesting because i feel like a lot of us student-athletes are, like, going and doing, like, math or going and reading English. But, like, in your grad program, you're specifically talking about, like, leadership and coaching and that kind of stuff. How applicable – geez, how applicable is that? And, like, how has that changed? And what are some things that stood out to you in class that, like – I don't know, it's just crazy because I feel like it's, like, now you're kind of hitting volleyball from the classroom and actually playing volleyball, whereas a lot of people are, like, going to – school about, I don't know what, like, biology, and then having to play volleyball, and, like, they're not learning about leadership and um, communication skills and that kind of stuff. How What's, like, important from the classroom that you've brought to the to the court?
4: Um Definitely, I think, like, I, I know what you're talking about because as an undergrad, I, like, hated the classes that had nothing to do with, like, what I was interested in, and what I'm interested in is volleyball. And so I was, like, taking like life sciences classes and just being miserable in them because I'm like, when am I ever going to use this? So I became, I was a social major because one, it was, it is one of the easiest majors. And two, because I was really interested in how people interact and group dynamics and stuff like that. And I found that really interesting and applicable applicable to volleyball. So then when covid hit they had just like had one year under the belt with the program the it's in the school of education and it's called john wooden's transformative coaching and leadership and so learn from john wooden himself not himself i'm sorry learn from john wooden from his books and you like the classes are really well designed where you compare and contrast coaches philosophies you pull out what's good, what can be applied to the transformative concept, um, formu- formulate your own philosophy, go to the next quarter. You do the whole thing now, formulate your philosophy again. So you kind of like see your philosophy develop throughout the entire year. Dang. So now as I'm ending this program and I'm writing my thesis, I'm like, holy cow. Like I'm looking at my old work and I'm like, what a progression I've made. Like from Dang, last that's year, really cool. It's really interesting and especially, so the thesis is comparing and contrasting three coaches. So I did John Wooden, Pat Summit, and coach, um, sorry, and Phil Jackson, three basketball coaches because I played so much basketball, uh, no, just cause I thought they were both really interesting and turned out to be all three, like very different coaches which is interesting because they all, like all of them are so successful in basketball and what they did with their programs and stuff like that. Um, And then at the end you're like, okay, so what have you, like, what's your philosophy? And I was like, wow, everything that has to do with sports has nothing to do with sports and has everything to do with like good values, um, being a good person, being a good teammate and all of those things. And so I just I feel like the the program was like a blessing in disguise or covid was a blessing in disguise that gave me the program and like every day went into the classroom learned and then was able to practice it on the court so it was kind of cool like it was it's been a really cool year of learning like I've been like a nerd for this grad program because it's like doesn't even feel like school it's just like developing Yeah.
0: Music. Yeah. Damn that's really
4: really cool. It's really yeah. lucky.
1: Ooh, analyzing.
0: Right, I was seeing that too. Ooh, I do. I do. to, find it analyzing to be analyzing
4: a lot. So like, that's actually I think why Celia and I have like kind of built a stronger relationship this year because I would ask like after practices where they like Celia and our coaching staff are not a yelling coaching staff. Like they don't ever kind of like blow up at at blow up at us unless it's a really big like unless they're like kind of trying to prove a point. And earlier in the season, we kind of, like our, our team was just like not doing well and kind of right, I think it was right out of double days, like starting the preseason soon and like practices were just a little bit miserable. I couldn't figure out like what was going on. And it was because the coaches were like really getting riled up and like yelling at us a little bit more often where we had a team meeting and we found out like, our team is just not responsive to that. Like the majority of our team, like that is just not how we work. We all came to the program to have a coaches that are a little bit more mellow and um kind of coach in a in a way that isn't so abrasive, but rather like collaborative and stuff like that. And um and then after the meeting with like the team, you have to now bring that convers like the entire contents of that conversation to the coaches. And so like finding a way to do that in a respectful way and like being like, Hey, we really appreciate what you're doing here. And like, obviously, like you're coaching us and like, we appreciate that always, but like, can we find a way that works for everyone? Can we find a way that like, just so you know, this is how we feel. And when this is how the environment feels like we're not going to thrive in that and we're not going to get better. And so, um, like that was one of my biggest goals while being at UCLA was like to really work on the culture and so after like these programs and kind of doing all that like I feel like the culture on the volleyball team is so much better and just kind of like so much stronger and cohesive so it feels good like knowing that I'll leave it that way you know wow i
1: am be honest with you I went to Hawaii. I did not go because of school. I went because of volleyball, and I know you're probably in the same direction. Now, it's funny that you bring up school because me and school have... I always got my work done. I was never in trouble when it came to school and stuff like that, but it was kind of the same mindset. So I studied human development family studies, and people were like, Gage, what's, what is human development family studies? And I always start off with words like, well, you know, or... Here's the thing, which is usually a terrible start to something. Explain you already know it's going south, right? So it was abundantly clear that I was there for, um, I was there for for, uh, for volleyball. That was the main thing, because I never got to go to the classes that. And I think this is where UCLA and having a bigger school and a a sports centric school like uh, like UCLA. Well, not I mean, there's much more going on there, but like sports are part of the heavy culture there. Um, mm-hmm a lot of classes that you can take that actually be pretty, pretty interesting. Because there were classes like that in Hawaii, but it was very hard to get into, or it's only a specific time. So I think, and you guys had such like great people, well, not that Hawaii didn't have great people, but like John Wooden, and now you have classes surrounding his teaching, and it's very, very interesting. And uh, and I think it's, for, for athletes listening out there, one thing that our coach, we had a, we had a serving coach, well, we, and he's still there, Milan Zarkovic, and he coached a lot of the great players around the world, He would always say, he's like, don't just take what we're saying and just nod your head and just follow like blindly. And although there are times for that, but you should always kind of think and you shouldn't like, like set up a coup or anything like that. But you should definitely question, okay, why is coach saying this? Because then you're going to learn yourself. And then, you, like you said, you have a closer bond with that coach when you talk about their decision-making. I mean, some coaches are maybe immature and maybe aren't ready for that, and you don't want to have a tight bond with coaches like that. So for younger athletes out there, I think it's very, <clears throat> very important to kind of have an understanding of where your coaches are coming from um, and so you can have for yourself. Which, which brings to the point, is there ever a part of you that ever wants to go into coaching now because of those classes, or, or is it just volleyball from here on out playing-wise?
4: Um, I've actually, like, been – have very – conference or conversion con anyway, sorry, not the word I'm conversification, (laughs) I think conflicting thoughts on that. There we go. I've had very conflicting thoughts because, um, obviously I'm going to try and play for as long as my body will hold up. But I was like, Oh, I'm totally going to be a coach after this. And then like, got closer to Sealy kind of see his daily, like what he does every day, like, what kind of interactions he has to deal with and stuff like that and then was just like kind of interested in okay like tell me about recruiting and like kind of just got to like dive into his life and i'm like i don't know if i want to be a coach so it is it's like a very big everything you have to do everything so and you don't just like get to go to be a head coach you got to do all the little stuff first so I mean, obviously it would be a huge commitment when or like I would mull it over before I committed to it, but um that will be maybe in my future. We'll see. I don't know. I'm open to anything, you know.
1: So much business that you don't realize and so much like rules one, especially with the NIL now and all that, there's always new yeah. changing rules. And then recruiting is a number, is another big thing. Yeah,
4: like right. it's it's actually like sales, like you're trying to sell your university to like teenagers. And actually I think that's why like Brad is such a good coach because he's kind of like a salesman, like he or a salesman, he kind of master recruiter. You know, he kind of just like works, like that's just how he is. But um a lot of business, a lot of like immaturity that you have to deal with. Like thinking of myself as a freshman, I'm like, God, I must have been so annoying and like even like as a fifth year and like Freshmen come in, not saying that our freshmen are annoying because I love our team so much, but um, just like the freshmen know nothing, nothing. And you like, you view your coach as this huge authority figure and they're just another person as well. And like, you don't realize that like everyone just wants to work together and help each other, but then like playing time makes you like hate your coach, you know? And it's like such a small thing in the grand scheme of things. But um, I just find that very interesting, like seeing the things that people get so upset over and like that coaches have to deal with.
1: We, we don't want to leave you too long here. I have, I have one more question here. Okay. Um, so obviously school like UCLA, right? You get a lot of people, you get a lot of recruits coming through. And obviously a lot of them are top recruits, maybe some who think they're top recruits. Is there a horror story of a recruit that you ever had that you're willing... Well, and keep this in mind, you are leaving in a couple weeks here, so if you ever want to share a story that you've been hiding in the back of your mind, now is the time. But, I mean, you've got to have... Because there's stuff in Hawaii where recruits come in, and i just be, like, laughing to myself, just what they're saying or
4: attitude-wise. Jeez, that's tough. I haven't even thought of recruits in so long. Um, That's true. Let's see. I remember, like... We always had problems with the beach volleyball recruits. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't know. I remember, like, some of them, like, were wanted to, we were playing the next day and they, like, wanted to do something so badly. And we're like, guys, this is, like, your life. This is what you're going to be doing when you get to college. So, like, don't, like, we're, this is, the, like, you're here to see what we do. And, like, please like I know you want to go like have fun tonight but like please we have a game tomorrow like we like played sc the next day we're like like we we gotta all get our rest like let's go and then I'm pretty sure like some girls snuck out and nice. I don't know some people are bold like young oh yeah high schoolers are bold I was I was a very timid high schooler so you know yeah like a little so, year,
1: so. it's crazy what some people get away with I'll tell you so I'll tell you that at home at least and that translates over to recruiting trips and just Horror stories of recruiting trips. Well, Mac, uh, we've all done a bracket challenge. And we all chose UCLA. And we've only done the first round, so we all chose UCLA to win the first round, and we okay. have you guys going far. And like I said, as much as I would love to see it, uh, maybe you guys can do the whole 3 P thing for the UCLA, starting with you. You already, you already got one down, two more to go. Next sure. one in a few weeks here. Well, wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for hopping on, Mac, and uh, kick some butt out there.
4: Cool, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thank you, Mac.
1: Good Thanks, luck. Macaroni and Cheese May, thank you for hopping on. Should I have called her that? Should I have started with that, you guys think, or no? Yes.
2: When she hopped on? Yeah, should have.
1: She probably heard that so many times, though, let's
2: be honest. Bro, there's one thing I wrote down I have to say. Once she said it, I had to bring it up because Micah got into it a little bit. But just how Americans treat refs versus how Europeans treat refs is like ridiculously oh, different. Oh,
0: it's so different. Oh my god, dude.
2: What I've heard the guys say to refs over here, I'm like, that you get kicked out of the gym in America for that. What
0: I've heard people say to people here, dude, and it's and it's the freaking um, no, it's it's really everybody. But the gnarliest things I've heard is from like the the Eastern European guys. It's wild. Oh yeah. I love oh it. my awesome. goodness, dude! And it's always about the mother. Always about the mother. Always about the mom. Every single time. Right. That's all they know how to talk about. And it's the most vulgar things I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, like like you. Holy hear, cow! Uh, we we had a game. I think we had about. I'm not kidding. Our last match had about five stoppage of plays and about two or three red cards. Um, and like they were grabbing each other through the net and they were trying to talk to calm each other down and it just got even worse and even worse. And our setter, of course, who, who did everything literally everything it was all around him. It was any other person on the court except well the other team. He was uh, he was the one and he was basically bowling the other team and like they had a young captain and he was just like uh, someone was translating to me afterwards like learn how to play. Well, this is a clean version. Learn how to play before you come over like he was trying to talk to the ref and he was just, and he went to the ref started yelling at the, it was it's phenomenal. I love it. it it's chaotic. And Isn't it just
0: invigorating? Like, it's dude, it's cha- dude, it's changed volleyball. So I love volleyball. I like it so much more playing overseas than in, in the States. Like, night no, and day. No. I love playing overseas it's, so much more.
1: The, the chaoticness of it is so beautiful.
0: Even the fans and, like, they're just so into it.
1: Well, no one's vaccinated <laughs> over here, so there's, like, no fans a lot of the time. Well, there are a de- decent amount now. We had, like, 250 last match or whatever, but, like.
0: Remember the fans in the Czech Republic? Yeah. None, zero. It was <laughs> exactly. only Kyle's parents. That's
1: true. We sucked. God, we suck. Anyway, let's wrap <laughs> this thing up.
0: <laughs> yeah. The warm-up drills.
1: So, I just so remember the warm-up, warm-up up drills topic so fast. The warm up drills of tag. Good God. Well, Jake, Jakey McSpanky. You know, there's not a single day where I don't wake up and I look at my hand and just keep thinking. No, really, dude. I think, Jake, I think about Jake.
0: I think about Jake every time that we're on. He
1: does. He brings you up all the time, Jake.
0: I'm like, dude. I miss Jake, dude. Jake, you want to go on a
1: European? You want to go on a European trip?
2: (laughs) (laughs) European tour.
0: (laughs) Same exact thing, but in Europe, that'd be crazy. I've never been to Europe,
3: and I've never actually been out of the country.
0: Oh snap!
2: Well,
3: Canada, Mexico. First destination for
1: you, big boy. Bulgaria. (laughs) Get over here, Montana, Bulgaria, baby.
2: You can bring Gage's manscaped box. Oh yeah. His his new one.
1: So that is perfect segue. Remember, guys, use the promo code, volleyballs, all caps, plural. Remember, it's performance time, boys. It's holiday season. Okay, get trimmed. Usually, you say, deck the halls, deck your balls. We're gonna do the opposite here. We're gonna go undeck your balls, and leave it nice and smooth, so Santa's sleigh can land <laughs> and glide smoothly across that rooftop of yours. Just remember, guys, you can't handle heat damn Kitchen, this has been another episode presented by Out of System.